everyone, you're through to Sandra True from Get Real Parental Coaching and today I have Ariel. She's going to be talking about her journey, basically. I'm just about to read out her bio so that you can all get to know a little bit about her and what she does before we start our show so you know what it's all about. So Ariel St. White is the founder of the sexual wellness company, My Little Yoni, the world's first Volvo superhero. Ariel partners with top OBGYNs to break down taboos and give parents and kids quality body positive education. Her 10 book sex ed series has been featured in Entrepreneur and is lauded by parents as a solution to making the talk easier easier and more approachable and I know for a fact so many parents ask me that question how do I talk to my child about sex education so listen I think we've got the perfect person on the show today Ariel welcome to the show thanks Sandra I'm happy to be here excellent so let's start off by telling us about MLY as we'll call for short for the purpose of this podcast so how did you get involved how did it all start yeah that's a question I get asked a lot so my little Yoni, and if you can't see the video, you'll probably want to look it up online. Um, My Little Yoni is a character and uh, is the world's first, as you said, vulva or vagina superhero. And the whole idea for My Little Yoni came to me about 10 years ago. And um, in addition to being an entrepreneur, I'm an artist. So it first came to me really as an art project. And I went and created these dolls. They're basically like stuffed animals to bring the character to life. And it was just this thing I had to do. I was so inspired to do it. And then pretty soon, mom started buying them. And mom, and I found that really interesting. And basically all women who first discovered this character would have this reaction of joy and just like it's like seeing something you never knew existed but once you see it you're like why wasn't this in my life before um you know this empowering really fun character um but then mom started buying it and i found that really interesting uh because they wanted this symbol in their household Uh, because I saw it as a healthy, empowering symbol to be around their kids. And it also assisted them in having conversations around anatomy, around female sexuality, around bodies in general. And I have a background in sex education working with adults, but my little yoni is the thing that really was the doorway into focusing on sex education for kids and realizing as I went deeper down the rabbit hole of seeing what sex ed is like, especially in the USA, And I think England's a little better, but still, uh, there's challenges there. Um, And just seeing that, wow, even in households where they might be really open with a lot of subjects, we're still lagging behind when it comes to sex ed, because the reality is very few of us got great education when we were kids. Absolutely. So even if we want to be open, it's hard It's harder than it should be just because we don't have many tools. And so that's why My Little Yoni, when we officially became an organization, we started focusing on sex education. And in 2021, we created a 10 book series all focused on early sex education and helping parents 
have these conversations. And have you found from country to country that it's different in terms of how parents relate to their children in terms of sex education? Absolutely. And our main focus is in the US, although we have customers and patrons and fans all over the world. Our main focus has been in the US simply because we're based here and the the situation with sex education is pretty dire in the USA. People don't realize it, but there's 50 states and only 23 of them require sex education to be medically accurate. For example, I mean, it's just bananas. And, you know, seven states require consent education. You know, and then we wonder why people are, you know, I mean, it's a kind of a harsh thing to bring up. But, you know, there's there's a lot of rape that happens in the USA. And then you look, but, but consent education is not required. So, I mean, that's not the only answer to a solution, but certainly it's part of it. If we're not talking about consent with boys and girls from a young age, um, you know, outside of just bad people be bad people, there's also how we're training and teaching our kids when they're young. So that's kind of one of the uncomfortable aspects of sex ed. But our perspective is, hey, it's not going to get more comfortable by not talking about it. The only way to do it is to take baby steps. And that's why we try to make it easier for parents. But yes, in terms of your question of is it different country by country, the Netherlands, so Holland, um, Sweden, those are countries where they're much further along in terms of sex ed. And you actually look at it and people generally, it's a big generalization, but generally people are a little more comfortable with their bodies. There's a lot more equality between the sexes, between, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just a part of life. It's not such a taboo, you know, hidden, secret, shameful thing. Yes. Uh, and, and I totally get that because here in the UK, to me, it's still quite a taboo subject. And I try my best, but you can't do it all alone to educate the parents in terms of talking to their children a lot more openly about sex. And even down to the point of why would you think that parents name their children's private parts this these funny names your little moo moo and your little you know your little pee pee and your little I, I think I've heard so many different names why aren't they calling the names as it as it is your little penis your vagina you know so that's a question in itself really so why is the topic so challenging for so many parents do you think we see it, a lot of that comes down to if, if you if we grew up in a culture of shame or secrecy or we didn't receive great sex ed then why should we as parents be expected to magically hold the secrets or have the answers? And so it's perfect. It's very normal to be a bit uncomfortable. Um, and so, but but that's why, you know, organizations like us and some great sex educators around the world, we, you know, we try to approach it by saying, hey, we totally understand the discomfort and that's something you have. It's not something our kids have. Our kids generally, they're just, you know, they're learning about the world. They're open, they're curious. So I think it's very helpful for parents to realize that that story of I'm not talking about this because I don't want to, you know, disturb my kid or take away their innocence to be like, wait, that is a story. And that's that's really just making excuses for your own discomfort, which have compassion. Totally makes sense that there's discomfort given the culture we grew up in. However, the it, it gets easier. And another thing that's very helpful is just a reframe around this idea of the talk. A lot of parents frame it as, 
and maybe you had this experience as a parent of, you know, around age 12 or 14 getting sat down for the talk. And it, and at that age, it can be really awkward because you've already been in, in the culture for, you know, quite a while. <laughs> so what we try to offer is saying, hey, when it comes to the larger topic of sex education, it's a series of conversations that happen over time, over the years, and it gets easier with time. And also it's a conversation. It's not just you piling a bunch of information on your kids. It's, you know, you you can even use cues in normal life. Like maybe there's a scene in a movie that, you know, brings stuff up and you say, hey, did you, you know, notice that and use it as a doorway in or... You might notice your kid masturbating that, you know, that's a very normal thing. And it actually starts much younger than most people want to talk about. But it's, again, totally normal from just a biological developmental perspective. It is so, so, so normal. And so say you see your kid masturbating. Generally, most parents have to, you know, think about it. How am I going to talk about this? Um, But then number two, to know that it's totally normal. And then three, to just have the commitment that, of course, we want our kids to be safe. So oftentimes there's a conversation around privacy. That's something you do in in private. And also that's also where consent education can start to come in. Your body belongs to you. So it's perfectly normal to touch your body. It probably feels great. You know, you might discover that this feels good. Um, Your body belongs to you. No one else should be touching your body. And, um, you know, that's something to do in private. And so it's not that you are... Sometimes the press says ridiculous things like sex educators are trying to teach masturbation to first graders. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. It's more any parent or most parents at some point or other will see their kids, you know, maybe exploring their body or maybe not. But the point is for you as a parent to just know that it's normal and then to have the tools to um, start a conversation with your kid, but also to make sure that they don't have the shame ideally and that they know that their body belongs to them and that they can do it in private. It's, It's basically noticing what's already happening and then letting a conversation come out of what's already happening. Or, really simply, a, a, a big popular question kids often come to their parents is, how are babies made? You know, so it's like it's like just learning to answer yes. those questions <laughs> naturally and honestly. And then the last thing I would say um, at the end of this rant, I get really passionate about this subject, it is it's okay if you don't have the answers. Because the reality is most parents get their own sex education alongside their kids. So if your kid asks you something, you can say, that's really interesting. I'm going to learn about that and get back to you. Or, you know, here's a book. How about we read this book together? That's why we created a 10 book series. Um, And yeah, the piece around, it's a series of conversation that happens over time. That is, you know, that's a big thing that takes the pressure off of parents. I love that. I absolutely love that because that's the same thing that I tell my clients that it's not a one conversation. It's something that happens over time. And there's a couple of things that I want to go back to when we talk about consent. Now, when I did a workshop and I said, you know, we're going to be talking about sort of sex ed and it, and it can start from the age of two even. And there's loads of parents that were saying, two, why would I want to talk to my child about sex at the age of two? But it's not that you're talking about that. You're talking about consent. You know, is it okay to hug you? Is it okay 
to have a kiss and is it okay so the children grow up learning that people need to ask permission before allowing them to come close to your space in your within your space so the other thing I wanted to talk about was what you mentioned there was masturbation now I witnessed when I was a nannying I witnessed a she was seven seven years old at the time I remember walking into the room it was in the sort of dining kitchen area and there was a sofa there but she was the other side of the sofa and I saw this look on her face and I'm talking to her and she's not responding and then I'm realizing her hand is down in her pants I'm like oh okay I realize what's happening here now this was way back when when I didn't have so much experience in sex education and I myself felt embarrassed at the time and I remember just walking out of the room and I was thinking okay what what do I do now what do I say now I waited till mum come home because I was nannying and I told mum what had happened and she said oh yeah I've told her already so from when she started that conversation it's obviously been going on for a couple of times it's been noticed but I wasn't aware of the situation so from then we told her to that's absolutely fine that you want to do that but make sure that you do that in private because that's your own little private space so I'm glad you brought that up and it really does resonate with what happened with what I witnessed and actually letting her know that that's absolutely fine and I'm glad at the time that I didn't blow I didn't blow up about anything because inside I knew that was normal but because you're faced with it for the first time I was oh what do I do here okay let me just walk out the room for a second take a breath (laughs) and you know just calm yourself down so I'm not embarrassing her I'm not embarrassing myself to each other so yes thank you for bringing that up because I I felt that was actually um quite quite an important thing to say so the next question is how do parents if they're feeling like they're not sure how to speak to their child about sex no matter what age group because obviously there's different parts of sex as we talked about consent we talked about masturbation we could talk about puberty and testosterone and on all of that how do parents speak to their child about sex well first of all just i'm glad you shared your personal story because that's what it all comes down to is real experience and well done for just having the the grace and the awareness to you know to to step out and take that moment to process your own feelings and than to have a conversation later. And it's just, it sounds to me like you handled it so well. Thank you. And also, um, you know, of course, it's the ideal that we start these conversations really young. And you brought up some really important points, just even speaking about consent. A lot of times when parents hear that word, they automatically think we're talking about sexual consent. And the reality is, like you're saying, no, consent education starts at age two, around just your body belongs to you. and other people's bodies belong to them and you want to ask permission and that we're not talking about sex at all at that point it's just it's more just learning healthy boundaries and learning that your voice matters and and that other people's voices matter because it's a two-way street right so it's like yes yes and and we have a, a book called all about consent getting into this and it's also just you know using language that kids can understand saying you know you might both have ideas but if someone says no like that's okay 
you wouldn't keep pressuring and pressuring. You know, that's not, I think we use a, an example of like having lunch or something. If they say no, they don't want tacos, but you keep pressuring them over and over and over. And eventually they say, okay, we can have tacos. That's not actually consent. They like, you broke them down to, to, to do what you want to do. So just this idea of it's a two-way street and honoring boundaries in both directions. So, um, but your question of how do parents talk to their kids, we've already gone over some of it. Number one is just learning how to, like just like you did when you were a nanny, learning how to recognize your own discomfort as your discomfort rather than assuming your kids have discomfort. You know, so learning how to process some of that on your own. Number two, recognizing that depending on on how old your kids are, it's different. And this is why um, we always say it's never too early to start talking about this stuff and it's also never too late. Because some parents are saying, well, my kids are already teenagers. And what we would say is, okay, yeah, so at this point they might have a lot of their own ideas already. They've had conversation with peers. They have the internet, you know. They, so, you, you know, it's a little hard to just come in as an authority at that point, but you can still come in and establish, hey, I'm here for you. And I want you to know that you can come to me with questions and, you know, our bodies go through changes and changes continue through life. But just just basically coming to your kids with curiosity. And the main thing is looking to establish yourself as a safe, trusted adult in their lives. And they, if they're teenagers, they might not want to talk to you and that's okay too, but just to keep establishing yourself and, um, and, you know, and periodically to reestablish yourself. And then, and then, and so even if they don't want to talk to you right away, they're noticing, they're listening, and they'll remember that. Now at the other side of it, when we're talking to parents who have young kids, it's the, the younger you start, the easier it is. Because like you're saying, consent education can start at two, quote, unquote sex education can start around two three four and you're not talking about sex directly at that point back to your point from earlier around body parts it's all about accurate anatomy so you're just learning accurate uh anatomy terms and and being honest with your kids about it so you're they're learning about the whole world they're learning words for everything and they're learning words for their body so if they know this is their nose and this is their belly button then yes they can know that this is their penis or this is their vulva and just for you to try to approach it in that way where it's it's a body the whole thing is a body and if they're learning about all these other body parts just to have it be that matter of fact because i guarantee you if it's that matter of fact kids will receive it as that matter of fact like okay great that's my nose and that's my penis cool and i will just say we also really believe in good books and that's why that's why we created a 10 book series because we're saying hey you there's lots of online resources you can learn about this but having the direct experience of these conversations and also having things like books where you can read through it together, that also makes things a lot easier. Loving that. Absolutely loving that. What resources, as you say, you've got the books there and you've got a series of books, and I'm loving that, are available to help parents educate their children? There's some great resources, yes. So, of course, you're invited to um, find us. We're quite active on Instagram, My Little Yoni, and our website. And we have a 10 book. We're focused on early sex education. So we have a 10 book series all ranging from age three plus to 10 plus and kind of in order quickly. We have one focused more on male anatomy, one more focused on female anatomy, 
one book focused on masturbation, one focused on creating life, so answering that question, where do babies come from? And then we get into LGBTQ, we get into, we call it beyond the birds and the bees, so that's getting more into sex, um, and that's kind of ages eight, eight plus. And then, yeah, we have one on periods, and sometimes people ask us why a vulva superhero, and what we say to that is the vulva is the source of life for most of us. Of course, sometimes they're surgically born babies, but really the vulva is a the gateway where babies come out of. And so we think it's really cool and our um, our, our fans and customers and, and, and nonprofit donors tend to agree that this character of My Little Yoni, she's really fun and she's putting the symbol of the vulva kind of front and center. You'll see if you look it up, but there's nothing sexual about the character. So just as a symbol, she makes these conversations easier because it's like, wow, this thing that can be kind of scary. Look, she's not scary. There's nothing scary about this. And there's something really... Um, there's something really powerful about reclaiming this that symbol and all but also as parents reclaiming this conversation and being like look this is just normal human stuff and especially when kids are little it's not even sexual at the beginning even masturbation isn't sexual it's just i have a body and it feels good to touch my body and wow it might feel good to touch my genitals okay there's nothing so so all everything we've been taught about sexuality and even um pornography culture and all of that that's not those are layers on top of the natural stuff and so for us we're saying hey we have to as parents have these conversations with our kids or we get to I should say ideally we get to because if we don't the internet's going to teach them and if we don't most kids wind up learning about sex from porn and that's the wrong place for them to be learning and that so that's why our mission really is to support parents um, with books with free online resources we have a amazing free guide. It's kind of the 13 keys to to get these conversations started. It's a free guide you can download. But that's why we're really passionate about just getting these resources to parents because, you know, we really do think our future is our kids. And so we got to invest in getting past our own discomfort. And we we do see over and over, it gets easier. Thank you. And as I always say, get comfortable yeah. with the uncomfortable. <laughs> So j- just to sort of wrap it up then, Ariel, MLY, you know, is, is as you say, it's is is an also a, a non-profit organization. Is there anything else you want to add about that? Yeah, for us, we really are mission oriented. And so, of course, we sell our books. But for every series we sell, we're able to give a book away. So there are, um, you know, there are book deserts where, where communities can't afford books. And so for us, we we think everyone should have access to this information. So we also, and we also um, receive donations from generous donors who they might not even have kids, but they're like, they get how important this is culturally. And so, and they might even specify, hey, there's a neighborhood where I really want you to do a pop-up and give the books away for free and we'll do that. So, and, um, and we're working on actually an education course right now for preschool educators. So yeah, we're just all about however we can do it. 
it, whether it's selling the books or donating the books or creating the online courses for educators, just getting this info out there. I'm loving what you're doing. It's it's absolutely amazing. And I can't help you stress enough how important this conversation that we're having is today. So thank you so much for coming on. And where can people get hold of you, Ariel? You can find us, mylittleyoni.com. And um, and that's also where you can sign up for the free education starter guide, um, if that's helpful for you. And Sandra, thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. It's been a pleasure. I mean, I, I feel like this conversation was overdue and I feel like we need to have it again. Do it. <laughs> At some point or another, just to keep repeating what we're saying and connecting with the, the world out there, that this conversation is so, so important for our children, for our generation for the next generation coming up through the system. So thank you so much, Ariel, for coming on. And uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that chat. Ariel was absolutely amazing. She dropped lots of nuggets there as to how you can help your child and just to get you thinking in a different way, changing your mindset about sex ed as well. So I'll drop her links down below so you can access Ariel whenever you feel like. Okay, thank you very much, Ariel. Take care. Thank you so much. And take care for now. Bye-bye. 